You're listening to Autobiology, the podcast where you can learn a little biology now so you can think for yourself later. Introducing your host who dreams of being on an episode of Star Trek as the quirky biologist who saves the day, Jennifer Little Fleck. Did you know that 20% of the population is sensitive to EMFs? And of that 20%, 80% are women. And a lot of times this sensitivity to all of these electromagnetic currents whizzing through our skulls, you know, that are everywhere and surrounding us more and more, especially with 5G, it manifests as things like migraines or Potentially, it triggers things like episodes with with somebody who has Lyme disease, who has chronic fatigue syndrome. We see it in Alzheimer's patients and neurodegenerative diseases because when we're talking about migraines, what we're really talking about is vascular inflammation of the blood vessels in the brains, which again is part of all of these other different conditions. So I think what we're going to find out in the coming years, because we know so little about EMFs and what they're actually doing to, to our bodies, we're going to find out that it potentially is a huge trigger for a lot of these conditions. And today, Daniel and I, that's what we're going to talk about. Well, we're also going to talk about something that Daniel developed to help with this, to help our bodies figure out how to deal with all of this EMF stress. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about right after this. You know, one of the questions that I get a lot about the 360 report from the DA. DNA company is what do I, what kind of information do I actually get? Like, how is it actionable? And if you have watched my live interview with Cash, um, where he reads my test results uh, to me live, you know that the personality portion, which is first, was really fascinating. And for the most part, he's like, hey, you must be a really super awesome, fun, enjoyable person to be around. And I laughed because, you know what, everybody has their moments, right? And you think of the bad ones. And recently, I was feeling kind of depressed. And I couldn't figure out why, because, you know, suddenly, you know, it's the start of summer. All my, my kids are out of school. I don't have to get up early anymore. A lot of my projects had calmed down. I had like way more free time than I'd had in a long time. So I was like, what the heck, man? I know from my report, I'm not prone to depression, like at all. So I went back and reread that section and holy crap. It told me that I thrive in high pressure environments and when I am not in them, it is really hard for me to get that same sense of achievement and I'm going to feel like something is missing and this is going for me, this is going to feel like depression. And if I'm not careful, I will start to engage in addictive tendencies that will offer me some sort of false sense of achievement. So basically, I crave the pleasure response um, that I would get from either closing a sale, growing a business, or accomplishing an impossible task. And believe you me, when I feel like sometimes I get hired by a client, I feel like what they're asking me to do is impossible. But I always manage to come through, and that that is what I crave. So the bottom line is for me, I was able to go back to my report, realize what the problem was, and then build in more stuff into my day that gave me some sort of huge sense of accomplishment. And I didn't need any pharmaceuticals to do it. Conversely, one of my friends who also did this test, they discovered that they were severely deficient in creating serotonin. And so they were actually able to take this report to their counselor uh, who shared it with the their psychologist and they were like, oh, well, this person absolutely will benefit from an SSRI because that's what it does is it um, helps keep the, the small amount of serotonin that they do make, it keeps it in play instead of removing it, you know, rather quickly. So you can see now when it comes to mental health, which I think is really, really important, having the information like you get from the 360 report can help you figure out how to get back, you know, how to get your mojo back, you know, when something's missing. So anyway, hope that's helpful. Let's get on with the interview. It's sort of as an introduction, um, refreshing everyone's memory. Um, 
we 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 provide shielding products to the marketplace and um and we have a customer service organization that helps people understand sort of the complicated space of electromagnetic radiation and so we're always a source for trying to better understand the environment well um actually when we started i literally answered the phone myself mm-hmm. And even back then, over 12 years ago or so, um, I'd have these people calling me and they'd say, I get headaches. My, my hands tingle. Um, uh, I, I get foggy thinking. Uh, there's a lot of things that I, I have as a result of what I believe is exposures in my environment. You know, um, I sit right next to a router. And I say, well, don't sit next to a router and you're going to get better. Um, well, it turns out that that's electric hypersensitivity. Um, and electric hypersensitivity is sort of hard to diagnose. And doctors would say, you got a headache, take two aspirin and come back tomorrow and let me know how you're feeling. And it turned out that um, the headache was not related uh, to Another problem, it was somewhat systemic systemic to the environment, particularly the exposures from RF. So we began getting more and more and more phone calls from hypersensitive people. And as you know, as you may recall, 80 percent, 20 percent of our population is electric hypersensitive. And of that, um, 80 percent of women. So most of the time I was getting these calls from women. And they'd say they go to the doctor and they, they didn't seem to get any resolution to some of the problems they had that they thought may be related to the exposures, which is, of course, true. So um, all of a sudden we began getting involved in, well, how can we fix that? And, of course, we try to produce products that help people in that environment. And we and we can help and we can talk about how their environment is themselves in their house and how you move devices away and keep distance between and all the kinds of traditional things we suggest you do. And that works to an extent. But if you're electric hypersensitive, it may not go away. And in fact, it can get as extreme as where uh, I know of clinics that have um, patients that literally come in a wheelchair that were driven by the environment they worked, a very high exposure space for electromagnetic radiation. And it was that debilitating to them. So out of sheer frustration, I began looking into supplements. Um, I, I believe there were certain characteristics that were can be observed with those who are electric hypersensitive. And there were things we could do to, about that to help them recover from their environment, not just physically moving the equipment, but actually taking supplements that help. And so I started the journey probably four or five years ago, trying to figure out what I could find that I thought was the best products for, um, for, uh, for the, the, the uh, people we had contacting us. And uh, my journey led me to experts like Dr. Prasad, a brilliant, brilliant man that was a biochemist and just a brilliant man. And he had gone after vitamins himself. And um, so I was hoping that maybe he could coach us on what we could maybe do uh, and concentrate more on the electrohypersensitive. Um, and then um, he had a protege. Uh, Jonette, she's a biochemist, and she works with Dr. Um, EMF or Dr. Court, who is on our board. And so uh, I began asking them for coaching. What should we be looking for? And that's that journey ended up with us creating a company called Lightbody. And our first product was Omegas, Omega 3s. Um, so why omega-3s? Well, it turns out that um, it, you, you probably heard of oxidative stress, right? right. Which I hate because it's very 
uh, it's not definition of what's happening to the body. Yeah, I tend to explain it every, every time it comes up on a podcast because I think people have heard it so much, but they don't exactly understand what it means. Right. Yeah, right. You know, it's a ratio of free radicals to antioxidants. Okay, what does that mean? You know, it's like, what does it really mean? And and that's why I actually began looking at Dr. Uh, Navio's work. He's out of California, a brilliant biochemist, uh, MD, um, uh, and, and uh, educator. And that's what his role was. And he goes far beyond a, a balance of antioxidants and and rad- free radicals. And he talks about the cycle of, he calls it cell danger response. He says, when we're in an environment, uh, the body gets hit with the toxin of some sort. A hammer could be a toxin to the body, but the cells themselves react the same way. They don't invent a different way to react with every different uh, toxin that we find. So there are patterns you can look for that uh, what he refers to as cell danger response. And he talks about it in a cyclic way. He says there's certain recovery times. And and I I think we may have talked a little bit about the sanctuary of the bedroom and the importance of it. Because in the recovery cycle of a cell, you need to sleep. So you get that recovery cycle kicked in. So you recover for the day. So he thinks of cell recovery as cyclic, um, and he talks about basic fundamental things that need to occur in the body that will uh, be uh, effective at trying to help that recovery. And guess what? A very simple omega-3 was one of his suggestions. What's interesting about that, Jennifer, is that there there, there are really no real clean um pure omega-3s. Um, it turns out that um, there are very, very, very few that are considered clinical. Clinical is 96% or above. Um, so most of them are cut with other stuff. So already it's being diluted. And it also is true that the recommended doses are underdosed. You, you, you can't overdose on omega-3. Um, there are things that may occur that are temporary, but by and large, most of us can take triple the load. And, and that triple the load is now having the recovery that you are looking for, for that recovery cycle. Um, and so um, you need as clean a product as you can get, the purest of product at the right dosage level. And then what you need to think about is how do they process the omega? And um, most omega products on the market, they they heat it up. They boil the the, the source uh, materials oxygenation occurs almost immediately before you even started getting out uh, being bottled. So you're losing the, the, the essence, the quality of the product in the process. They also, most omega-3s use chemicals to separate the various elements of the source and those chemicals. If you take, um, your typical omega product and you put it in a styrofoam cup and you and you open it up and you drip it into the cup the bottom of the cup will will melt through there's still a residual of those chemicals in the space mm. so um you really do want to try to find the products that that don't use chemicals to refine the product for pat bottling so given all those things, I literally, literally tried, I literally went all over the world and I knew I needed to get a pure product. Navio and the, and the benefits I understood to some extent, I had good coaching from experts that would help me understand what I needed to look for. And believe it or not, I found it, believe it or not. And, and I was 
I was excited that I we actually found a place. And Jennifer, it goes after inflammation most, right? Most disease is inflammation. Yep. That's simple, right? Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's is inflammation. You know, and so it's one of those basic things um, that you go after. And that's what omega-3 is one of the most fundamental aspects of it. It goes after the inflammation of the of the of the body and it re-nourishes the membrane of the cell. So, yeah, and, and I think that's what people need to, you know, the big takeaway here is that um, that's what omega-3 does. It re-nourishes the cell. Uh, you know, last time we spoke, Daniel, you had told me that um, about Dr. Navio, and I went and looked up his papers, and what I found was was astonishing. Um, yeah. and, and I couldn't, you know, every time, um, every time I do a podcast and I talk to an expert like you, um, I'm always amazed at how little this information has gotten out and and explained to people. So, I mean, just so the audience understands, um, Dr. Navio, who, as you said, created, um, this cell danger response, uh, way of explaining what was happening to cells that get triggered, right? He was studying it in the context of chronic fatigue syndrome, And, you know, the big debate, right, was always, oh, it's in your head. You know, we can't find anything wrong with you. And what he proved in 2016 unequivocally was it was not in people's heads, that there was an absolute um, trigger that was causing these cells to react, you know, and he called that cell danger response, right? Yep. So... And, and and like and like you said, you know, one of the things you have to do is you have to stop that. So it's inflammation in the brain. It's inflammation. It's, yes. it's very, ba- very basic stuff. Right. Yeah. And it, it, its implication is so vast. And when I, you know, my coaches sort of suggested looking at his work, it's like the modern science of medicine. It, it really is earth shattering what, what the way he views um, the body and and how it repairs, um, and 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 he he did studies where he used omegas and he and he used other um, pharma, pharmaceutical stuff which I don't particularly care for, uh, and so we already know we had some starting point, and I know what he used wasn't very good stuff, and yet he feel still found substantial improvement, so. Um, that was like the starting point of us for light body. And we found the source, we bottled the source and we began offering it to the market very recently, actually. And, um, and so I got to tell you a story, Jennifer, we, we, we uh, had a, a podcast we were talking about doing um, earlier in, in the year, in the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turned out that, I actually fractured my hip in December and um, I had to have a hip replaced. It was a pretty substantial fall I had. And, and so that was my excuse. I hopefully you believe me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hannah uh, assured me not to panic that you were okay. And um, that, you know, you would be back to a hundred percent soon. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> so listen to me. So I, I mentioned Dr. Court and I, and I also we have on the board uh, a, 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 a amazing athletic uh, physician. And he called me up. Both of them called me up and said, triple your omegas. They knew I had the omegas. Right. They right. said triple the omegas. Now, I was taking uh, four capsules a day. Right. And um, in our trials, I had arthritis as an example my arthritis went away. Guess what? It's inflammation, right? And I, for me, my personal experience was it really did work very effectively for me within months. And I wasn't surprised because it's very, very pure. They're very, there's trace elements of toxins, very little. And the source of the raw material lives less than a year in the ocean. So they don't accumulate a lot of toxins. So we, we basically went after as clean we can get. And so 
um, our laboratory experience, uh, our testing experiences were good for me and many others. So here I was, I broke my hip, I got it replaced. They called me up and they say, look, triple it. Now I know in Europe that it's actually used in hospitals and uh, in, in recovery, um, not in the US, but in other parts of the world, a, a, pure, a pure omegas are, are more normally used in, 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 the, in the health industry. So I, I tripled my, my doses. And um, of course, you can't walk very well the first week. But believe it or not, by the third week, I was walking without a crutch. I was walking out without um, uh, any support. I was literally walking. I'm still sore, but I was walking within three weeks. That's sort of unheard of. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed. And so I have to comment two things. First of all, um, I, I do have your omega-3s in, and I, and I love them. And I, and I have to say... Um, I love it. They're first of all, they go down really easy. I don't, I don't know what the capsule is that that you've like made it from, but it, it it's not, it's not like any supplement I've no. ever taken. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It, it doesn't give you any kind of aftertaste, no, no fish, no nothing. And that's because we're so pure. P- the purity really is why you don't taste it. But here's here's the the weird thing. I don't know if you believe in serendipity, but I I do. But uh. My mom was just uh, telling me last week, um, we're, you know, I'm trying to just help her, uh, you know, get into a more healthy lifestyle. And right. she broke her hip last year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And she just said to me two weeks ago, you know, because I said, you know, you you have to start exercising. Mom, I don't care what it is. You have to get up every day and you have to try right. and just walk 30 minutes a day. Let's make that your goal. And she just sort of said, well, okay, but you know, the doctor told me that my hip pain from the fracture, it's just never going to go away. So that's just something that I'm going to have to live with. She said this to me two weeks ago, Daniel. So, um, I'm so glad you shared that story with me because, you know, guess what I'm going to do? She's yeah. yeah. Jennifer, it's literally true that it goes after inflammation and every one of my, uh, the, the people that we used before we made our decision on the product, particularly those who are above 50 years old, everyone found their pain reduced. All of us, we have one pain or the other. And it really was, to me, it was sort of amazing that there was such response in such a small period of time. Um, I did a, a clinical analysis as well with Dr. Court. And there's what, do you know what omega-3 testing is? Have you heard of that? When you're testing yourself for? No, no, no. There's actually a test in which they look at um, fatty acids in your, in your body. Yeah. Okay. And it's called um, uh, uh, omega testing. Omega testing is is where you look at all the various fatty acids and look at the balances and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out that um, it implies, based on a lot of years of experience, that you improve your uh, cardiovascular by finding increased elevations of your test score. There are a lot of there are many different kinds of body mop, uh, metrics it's looking at. Mm-hmm. And, and you can tell based on how you're performing on the, the level of, of the measure you have. The reason I, I, what I did is I, I had Dr. Court uses a whole population of, uh, of his uh, patients and start with a test where the omega test could uh, be established before they took our omegas. So as a baseline, just to see. Yeah, just a baseline, right, exactly. And I'm telling you, some of these people were really, really off the charts when we we tested them. Um, And so they ran um, 45 days, maybe it was 60 days, maybe. And then we did another omega test. 
And without a doubt, everyone improved. Everyone improved. Some substantial improvements. There, like like when I was doing it, when I was doing the testing, my triglycerides, which were in the right space, mm-hmm. um, I started taking the mega. They went down fifteen points in thirty in thirty days. I wasn't even going after it, but I measured my triglycerides and I found it was is even better spaced. So that's the cardiovascular implications. Right. So that's interesting. I'm I'm curious because. You know, when we start talking about omegas, I think sometimes people get confused between like omega sixes and omega threes. Yes, yes. and the, and and then within omega threes, there's EHA, DHA. There's right. different types, um, and, and so let's talk about that a tiny bit. Yeah, because I think what do I have? I have high DHA. That's the one I right. have. Right, right. Um, that makes you smarter. <laughs> I can tell from the last time we spoke. <laughs> totally. I'm totally smarter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain explain to the audience like, yeah. what, what's so, the difference there. So the the body um needs both. And 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 if you have a good omega-3, you boost your omega-6. So I did not go after omega-6 for that very reason. Mm-hmm. I went after omega-3. And and the DHA, um, the one you spoke of, tends to be more towards the head performance. And the e- EPA tends to be the body. So when I was going after the inflammation of my body, I was taking the EPA. Um, and both, they overlap, but one tends to be more targeted uh, after performance differences than the other. Um, And so um, I found that the EPA has driven my uh, omega-6 up as I expected it to do. And it's just helping the body sort of balance out. Um, And at the end of the day, this fatty tissue being built on the self itself, and the whole body's improving, as you were saying before. So um, we we know from our own clinical studies and we know from um, other independent studies that uh, there's benefits um, in in a lot of different ways. And I believe because of these purity of ours um, and the dosage, which is typically twice the recommended dose than most others, by the way, really does change. Well, I I have to I have to say I was surprised when I got these like how high of a dose you recommend you know it's it's yeah. the four capsules and you know I, yeah I was blown away by that but um and I was a little concerned too right because I thought oh my gosh what if this upsets my stomach blah 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 but it right. but it didn't never did yeah exactly my brother would not touch an omega product because he took them once and he got sick on them. Yeah. And I and, and I and I said, you got to try this. And it was the impurities of the product that was making him ill, not the purity of the product. And 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 the dosage, we could go higher. And um, and that is at the edge of what's recommended by the FDA. Um, so we're on the very high end. But remember, like people that are selling stuff make more money when they sell less for more. We wanted to make sure we gave you the enough of what you need at the best price we could provide. That's sort of what we try to do in Defender Shield. Uh, No, I, I, I I agree. Um, You know, it's just so, it's so hard for people to, to know what is, what is high quality? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I get questions all the time. Which which vitamin brands do you take? Which ones are higher quality? Yeah. And, you know, I stick to like two or three brands that I'm pretty familiar with for that reason. Yes. Um, but, you know, in terms of getting a cardiovascular benefit, I think that's huge. I think there's so much informa- misinformation. Yeah around you know omega-3s fats lipids people don't want to touch the stuff because they think oh it's going to make my cholesterol go higher or you know they they just don't understand the relationships and the physicians don't educate no 
on, you know, LDL and HDL and, right. you know. There's... And I'm not sure they know the difference either, Jennifer. I really I don't, don't think yeah. they do. And the triglyceride, I specifically went after um, um, uh, the uh, hemoglobin, mm. the the the, um, the uh, triglyceride. Uh, I I went across a very long cross sectional of testing so I could see the differences, and there was no question there was clear evidence. But I can't stress enough: the most fundamental thing that goes after is inflammation. And um, and we've seen consistent response by everyone who's used it. Not to say you're going to have that same experience, but it's certainly the evidence that we've seen is that what we set out to do actually seems to be working. Um, and so we're pretty excited about it, but only because we know it's a good product. And yeah. it goes after an electric hypersensitivity it's inflammation so much often the problem. And so we've seen, as I mentioned with Dr. Court, those who were electric hypersensitive had improvement. They became more resilient. It didn't fix it, the problem completely, but it helped them in their journey trying to deal with this environment we live in with all the toxins we have. Yeah, th- th- I'd like to bring that back to... Uh... Tie this all together a little bit with with Dr. Navio because, you know, when he was talking about that cell danger response, you know, he initially listed out I think like five triggers, but number five was unknown because I think at the time he realized that there was there was some unknown environmental trigger that he wasn't sure of, and you know, you know, really what it's come to show is EMF is one of those environmental triggers. Yeah, you know, and and people, but people can't see it. It's not tangible right. to them, so they don't think about it. Yeah, Jennifer, I always thought that Dr. Paul, a biochemist who talks about the calcium penetration of a cell uh, under from electromagnetic radiation. I and the way it was presented, it was always the membrane weakens under the load. And when it goes to the point where it's too weak, calcium channel penetrates the cell. And when it goes into the cell, chemical stuff goes on inside. And the the cycle becomes the cell mutates or it gets DNA damaged. So that was the, the, the theory that everyone was talking about. When I began looking into this, I began realizing the, the membrane was weakened because it was in cell danger response. And as a result, some of the impacts are the, the fatty acids around the cell gets reduced. That's what was breaking it down. It's not necessarily the pulsing itself. So in general, it's a good thing for our environment, no less electromagnetic radiation, because what it's doing is sort of helping you deal with your environment, whatever that may be, in areas that are most essential for the body. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the point is, is we're trying to, we're trying to acclimate the body to handling a higher level of stress, right? Before it, before it starts to break down. And um, with the cell danger response, how, how it was explained to me was that what happens is the body suddenly decides it can't handle these stressors anymore. And it goes almost into like a hibernation mode. Yes. Yes. Right. It's it's yeah. it's it is really inst- instinctual. The, or it's the body doesn't think about it. It just automatic responses to the environment. They're primeval almost, and it's primeval that you're trying to recover from in a sense. Right, and and unfortunately, when you're in that hibernation mode, right, it shuts down all critical systems. It does. I always use the analogy when you are in the freeze, um, freezing cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that goes is the blood to the hands. The first, the second thing is blood to the feet. The body is preserving itself and it's trying to keep the core organs alive. That's literally what happens. Well, there's a similar reaction to our environment. 
And that's the way Nabio describes it. There's there's a sequence of stuff that goes on as a result of the 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 the, um, the toxin uh, putting you into a, a state in which um, your body needs to shut down because there's too much stress related to what that is. Um, and so th- there's no doubt that um, I love Navio's work. I don't understand the darn thing he's talking about, but uh, I, I have I have the biochemists who work with us try to help me understand this stuff because I really, I'm excited. It's the first time I understood, I personally understood really what the challenges were that the body was dealing with. And you made an interesting point. Your body's learning how to deal with it. It turns out it's that the species has been trying to figure out, and it's only been around for 50 years, 75 years. The body itself, the, the human race has in, is trying to figure out how to react to this kind of environment, as it is with the other toxins in our environment. Well, and that and that's the problem, right? It's not just EMF, it's it's all the other things. It's all of it. It's all of it, right? Right. And all of it's creating conditions to the body that that are new to the body. You know what I find really fascinating about all this, Daniel, is, you know, with the omega threes, like you said, it's it's applicable, you know, not only to, you know, your business of, you know, uh, trying to help people prevent hypersensitivity reactions to EMF, but when when you think about all of the neurodegenerative diseases, what they yes. all have in common is brain inflammation. If, right. That's what it is. It's literally true. And we've actually done a study in Canada and we found a 15% improvement with um, Alzheimer's patients um, that are already in advanced states. So we know there are benefits for so many across the board and it's going after inflammation. And that's why I did it. Well, and and that's a particular interest to me, which is why which is why I'm I'm really into studying this, you know, because, um, you know, my my genomics shows that, uh, you know, I have both um, genes, Alzheimer's genes. I got one. Oh, from, that's interesting. Yeah, I got one from each parent, so I have the, I have that worst profile. So if you talk to any straight geneticist, they will say, "Oh, well, you have pretty much a hundred percent chance that you are going to get Alzheimer's at some point." And so, you know, obviously, being um, who I am and what I do for a living, which is medical research, is I've read everything there is to know about it and in uh, understanding the preventive aspect. And what all of these dementia diseases have, whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's Parkinson's or just, you know, straight um, vascular dementia even, is that inflammatory component. And it often has to do with nutrition. Yes. Based. Um, And I don't know if you're familiar with, excuse me, Dr. Dale Bredesen's work in, in the Alzheimer's space. Um, no, I don't think I know. Yeah, so he has actually been able to reverse. He's the only person that has ever been shown to reverse Alzheimer's completely. And um, he has um, he just he has a new book out detailing, you know, what happened with the first eight patients that he was able to reverse. But um, he has a whole prevention program now as well, and a lot of it has to do with you know nutritional supplements and boosting your you know omega threes. So you're, I mean, you know, that's why I, th- I find this to be so fascinating because it all connects. Like one thing relates to no to everything, you know, as an umbrella. So, so by the way, um, for true body recovery, it's you're right. It's so essential that you have a balanced diet with the nutritional values you need. I'll go even further and say within a window, there's a certain window, which is cyclic, that sort of correlates to the sleep cycle. And like, if you eat too late, you don't quite sleep because your body's too warm. And, and so there's a cascading of problems you may have if, if you don't eat right and within the right windows. And then, of course, the sleep cycle is so critical. Uh, your mitochondrial repair, uh, the cell danger, uh, cells repair, all of that occurs when you're sleeping. So if your melatonin is not at the right levels because you're reading tablets before you go to bed, it takes two hours for you to get to sleep. 
your cycle is screwed up and so is your recovery. So all of these things are in balance, as you were pointing out. You really got to balance it all. And omegas helps, but it won't fix the problem if you haven't fixed some of these other things. Um, so we actually have we actually have looked at genes. Um, and we, 10 years ago, believed genes were influential in how susceptible one person is versus another because of the pre- predisposition to the exposures. And we actually have found those who have certain genes that make you uh, uh, potentially more resp- negatively responded to than others, we've actually been able to reverse it. And, and it's, it's because we worried about all, they worried about all the, uh, all the aspects of sleep, uh, uh, nutrition, and the right omegas, believe it or not, and the right multivitamins. So there's a lot of things they do, uh, w- which includes our, our, our omegas, but there's other things they make sure they get done too. So it's all in balance. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, right? You have to look at everything kind of, you know, holistically, Um, you know, for, and I think what you found out from your, you know, genetic studies is, is what I have found out, which is, you know, just because you are predisposed to something doesn't mean that you don't have the power to change it, you know, which, which, which I'm doing. So, yeah, Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it's just a blueprint, and yeah. and your environment massively affects, um, you know how that it, how that it, gene is expressed, or whether right. or not it's expressed at all. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so um, Yale did a study a few years ago on the pineal gland, and they found if you had this one particular mutated gene, a hereditary mutated gene, and there was excess fluoride. And there was an RF signal of 2.4 gigahertz, which a Wi-Fi delivers. You're three times more likely to have cancer within the pineal gland. So how do you fix it? Either remove the Wi-Fi or remove the, uh, the, uh, the fluoride and, and you've recovered. You're not, you're not three times more likely to get cancer if you remove those other elements. And that's the point. We, we work with, a, I'm an engineer, mechanical engineer with multivariable, we have a multivariable problem. And, and as you're pointing out, remove some of the variability of it and you're better likely to go to a path you want to go. Yeah. And also I want to add to that, that um, you can't study one thing no. <laughs> by itself. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of these studies, they don't look at the multiple variables. Um, and so they yes. only want to look at one thing, you know, right. and only one thing, because otherwise it's hard to measure the impact of, you know, each of the individual variables. But the problem is, is, the you know, the, the body doesn't exist in vitro. Right. I mean, you can't. You, you can't, you know, we we still don't even understand, you know, the polymorphic characteristics of the blood right. in a human body, like, because yeah. it changes no. once you take it out of the body. No question. And it, it re, it's completely different after a certain period of time. So, so th- that is a t- truly very, very important point you're making. Um, it, it turns out that um, it's multivariable and you can help create a different path if you're aware of your body. A side note, I actually chose not to find an MD as my coach. I decided not to get um, a, a, a brain guy. I didn't get a food person. I didn't, I didn't get any one particular experience or skill set because of the very problem you pointed out. They're myopic. Uh, they see their space, but they don't see the spaces around them. And that's where there was a fall. In fact, that's how I got in this business. I found this the scientific community wasn't talking to the engineering community and wasn't talking to the very public. No one was talking to anybody. And we had this problem with electromagnetic radiation was dangerous, yet no one knew. So I actually chose Jonette as my primary coach because she under, she tries to go beyond the biological, she looks at the physiological, she looks at all the aspects of what comprises a human body. 
And that's why I think we've been able to find a, a more clear path where we wanted to go as a result. Well, I, I love that you shared that uh, with me because I struggle sometimes, um, you know, because of what I do for a living. I work with very myopic physicians a lot of the times yeah. or very yeah. myopic pharmaceutical companies who only look in their space and they only play right. in their space. And um, I've, ha- I've had to introduce the, the concept of the microbiome to a lot of them in the last couple of years because of the way it impacts potentially the the disease states that they're playing in. And, you know, while for the most part, they've been open to understanding that because it is beginning, you know, quote unquote popularity, you know, in medical speak. Um, Unfortunately, when you talk to practicing physicians about looking you know, at the the body as a whole, it's it's hard. And I, I would recommend that if you are somebody who is suffering from any chronic disease, whether it be EMF hypersensitivity or chronic fatigue syndrome or any autoimmune disease, um, get several opinions and get them from yep. diff- different types of specialists. I think one of the best things that ever happened in medicine was the idea of a multidiscipl- multidisciplinary team approach to medicine um, because, you know, the GI guy, he, he knows the gut, right? Yep. But the neurologist knows the brain. But the problem is, is there's a whole lot of stuff that goes back and forth from the vagus nerve, from the gut to the brain that we're discovering and they have to work together. I'll give you an example. Um, the predominant electric hypersensitive have DEFC, which is a... Oh, a, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's in the gut. It can, it can kill you at the, 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 the two high levels. And we literally have a product that's going specifically at the, that, that, uh, that, that, that growth that occurs, that's propagated because of exposures to RF signals. And it is the gut I'm going after. Because I know you can't recover from the your mitochondrial recovery, uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The mitochondrial repair that occurs at night. It's coming from the gut. Your 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 immune system's recovery is coming from your gut. Um, so, like, if you're not sleeping, it could be your gut is a problem, not not your not not other things that may be influencing. And so I absolutely agree with you. The gut is such a critical part of this and it's never diagnosed. And and it could be, I'm telling you, we in Dr. Dr. Court's um, clinic, every patient has their biome studied, everyone, because of their belief what kind of influence it has to the body. And they actually look at making prescription. They actually do prescription bio um, um, probiotic. And, and that for that very reason, because they try to balance it uh, when they see imbalance. So very important point, Jennifer, you made. Very important. Well, thank you. And again, I really appreciate um, you talking about this with me today because, you know, I just, I don't think that people think about electrical signals and, you know, how just good nutrition or good supplementation it can affect that, right? And it's not, it's not about, you know, the takeaway here is not, you know, omega-3s are going to prevent you from being EMF hypersensitive. No, right. but it's going to help your body to combat yeah. the effects and recover from, right. you know, those assaults. Yeah. Um, along with whole, a whole bunch of other things, right? Yeah, I yeah mean, exactly. Yeah. And um, as we mentioned, you know, my mom will be going on these supplements for her, for her. Yeah, uh, they, they, I, I can predict that the, I have, uh, no, I'll tell you a story first and then, then I'll predict what will happen. <laughs> okay. my, my brother, my, my brother fell and had a pretty serious accident years ago and he had this persistent pain in many of the joints he had. And um, it was pretty serious and it had gone on for years. In 30 days, when he took the Omega, those irritating areas weren't irritating at all anymore. 
And so like he was a believer at that point. And so I project that. And particularly because I know what she did had as a her and stuff that actually it will help her. She will feel a difference in 30 days because it, it's going after information and that's and it finds it. Right. And, and, and in fact, you could go with two in the morning and two at night pills. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to, you could increase it a little bit. Um, I was just going to ask uh, you that. What was what did your brother do? Was he just doing the two in the morning, two at night? Or? He was two in the morning and two in the afternoon. And he found the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, again, I take two in the morning, two in the afternoon, but I also, when I had the operation took 12 a day. Right. Um, and so, and I wouldn't recommend that for long-term, um, but, but, but for short-term, uh, impact stuff, um, 30 to 60 days, you're, you're pretty comfortable and safe in doing that that way. So she may want to take six for the first month and go back to four. Okay. And do you recommend the, the high DHA or the high EPA? No, I would recommend her to the, uh, the um, EPA. EPA. Okay. Yeah. No then question. that's the body and the cognitive is the right, DHA. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Th- that's the differentiation. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Daniel. As always, you have just been so illuminating and you're just so wonderful to talk to and just full of of knowledge and wonder. I love that about you. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Jennifer. I I actually enjoyed you, but I enjoyed your son a little bit more than you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I need need to get him back on here and and have him give you like the... um, I would love for him to give you his presentation. You know? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Actually. It's only a couple minutes long. Maybe I'll have to have to set that up. But cool. um, at any anyway, but lovely speaking with you again. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for inviting me. You know, it's, it's rare where I actually can have a conversation and it's really a conversation with you. I've just, that's what we have a conversation and, and we, we share a lot when we're asking inquisitive questions about the subjects we're talking about. So thanks again for inviting me. And I really much enjoyed the time. Thank you. And once again, people can um, uh, check out your, your light body omega-3 supplements on uh, defendershield.com. You have a supplement uh, section there. Yes. And uh, they can find you on Instagram um, as well at defendershield. Um, All right. Great. Well, thanks again, Daniel. Thanks so much. You have a good day. Thanks. This podcast is for information purposes only. Any of the discussions or products held herein are not in any way offered as prescription, diagnosis, nor treatment for any disease, illness, infirmity, or physical condition. Any form of self-treatment or alternative health program necessarily must involve an individual's acceptance of some risk, and no one should assume otherwise. Persons needing medical care should obtain it from a physician. Consult your doctor before making any health decision. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. The podcast host may have direct or indirect financial gains from products discussed on this podcast.